Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're about to listen to the re-released Bananas for Bonanza Episode 3. This was recorded in 2018, and it marks the first appearance of the regular lineup of Dalton Wilcox, Mutt Taylor, and Amy Sleverson. This is Andy Daly. Hello. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash andydaily. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay, thank you. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project. Here are your hosts, Matt Gourley and Andy Daly. Hello and welcome to not the Andy Daly Pepper Pot Pin Whistle, but the, uh, this is Bananas for Bonanza. Can you believe it? Do you believe this is a milestone? We've finally seen a victory. We've finally seen yeah. a survivor peek its head out of the pack of rejected podcasts. So how many podcasts would you say were... Let me just, just explain for people who may, might be joining this with no idea of what the hell is going on and are already so confused that they're rushing for the stop button on their device. Stop! Wait, don't! Don't turn us off! Uh, no. So, Matt, I'm, this is Andy Daly, and I'm joined by... Matt Gorley here, and uh, we good. hosted the Andy Daly Pepper Pot podcast before. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and that was a program in which uh, aspiring podcasters sent in tapes, usually cassette tapes, um, sometimes reel-to-reel. You know, we would get a canister, a giant, a big canister in the mail. However it came, we, would, we listened to them, we screened them all, and we chose, I guess we chose over time, 16 or so. Yeah, uh, some of them might have been episodes. repeat 
episode repeat uh, shows episodes of a certain show, yes. but basically sixteen unique episodes. Yes, exactly. And uh, I, we did not necessarily think that any of these would become regular podcasts on Earwolf. We thought some of them maybe kind of had potential, but mostly we were just picking interesting uh, pilot submissions that we thought people might want to hear. That was sort of the approach. Yeah, it was kind of a social experiment in a way, but we'd still, you know, do our due diligence and march these cassettes right up to the top floor of the Earwolf skyscraper, slam them down on Scott Ackerman's desk, and just 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 say, air this. I'm mad as hell, and it never happened <laughs> until today. It never even came close to happening. But here's, I mean, this is this is amazing. This is a real Cinderella story. Dalton Wilcox, he's the he calls himself the poet laureate of the West. He's a cowboy poet. Who knew cowboy poetry was a thing? It is. Um, he's also got some other issues that we we may or may not get into here. But he. Um, uh, he's an author, but he he first did a pilot podcast back in 2014 called "The Wit and Wisdom of the West," and that and he really wanted that to be a regular podcast, and it was not even really considered at any time. And then he came back four years later with something called "Bananas for Bonanza," which is a show in which he is gonna watch every episode of Bonanza and do an episode of this podcast as like a companion discussion piece. Yeah, this is a something. popular format, the watch-along uh -huh. franchise podcast like the West Wing Weekly and that yes. sort of thing. Right, right, right. So that, I guess that's what he was doing, but he somehow, he chose a show that has been off the air for <laughs> half a millennium. For 46 uh, I'm years. Not great, I'm not great with years. Yeah, it's been off the air for 40-some years, you say? 46, I know, because it went off the year that I was born. Oh, I see. Okay, well, that's helpful. For you to I could be that. I could be Bonanza reincarnated. <laughs> the soul of Bonanza transferred into you? I was named after Marshall Matt Dillon from Gunsmoke, so maybe there is some of that in my DNA. We'll see. Oh, wow, that's wild. That's <laughs> funny. I was named after the patron saint of Scotland. So uh Really? You wow. Know, different sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, that'll really be something when uh Cameron McGonagall gets his podcast picked up. <laughs> yeah, I've always I'm always rooting for that guy. <laughs> but uh so uh yeah, so so he did that and then he did a second episode at the Pcast Blast. That was a live episode. I don't know if that was just on Stitcher, but uh but you know, of course I, there was never any real thought that this would be a regular podcast, but he pressed and pressed. He called, I mean he called me all, just about every day, but it would be at odd hours, you know, I'd wake up in the morning to several voicemails uh, and texts and emails and things like that. And and sometimes it was clear that he was drunk and other times that he that he didn't realize there were times when he like butt dialed me, but happened to be talking about the fact that he wanted this to become a regular <laughs> podcast to whoever he was talking to. And sometimes it seemed to be himself. Was that a um, passive aggressive way of trying to get you to know it? Or was he actually doing that? It's hard to believe that butt dials are even possible. I feel like they're always some kind of an unconscious expression. How do you even do it? But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that he was, he's, this was the only thing he was thinking about in all of his waking hours, which seemed to be all of the hours. There doesn't seem to be, sleep doesn't seem to be a part of it for this guy. 
No, and if he was sleeping, I, I assuming he did it while he was stalking me outside my house because he pitched a pup tent out there. And then anytime I would drive somewhere, he would strap himself to the underbelly of my car with his belt like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. And I'd like go to the yeah. bank and he'd be there. I'd go home and he'd be there. I don't know how he did it. That's terrifying. Did you ever call the police or anything? Nah, nah. Yeah, I did. I called the police and... Uh, uh, then I, they, I didn't hear anything back. And then when I called back later, they said that the officer they put on that had vanished. Um, <laughs> so that was all that I heard. So that's after weird. That, Cause he was, was like, wearing like a police hat one day, just kind of jauntily cocked on the side of his head, almost like a trophy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a break from his usual cowboy head. So that, that is noteworthy. Well, anyway, uh, I guess he also was doing the same thing to Scott over at Earwolf, and it sounded like, from the way Scott was talking about it, that there were threats involved, and that he was fearing for his safety, and that there were mysterious uh, fires uh, around his home. Um, but I, anyway, I don't. I'm, I hesitate to say any of that because I don't want to encourage anybody else to try to get a podcast the way that Dalton seems to have. But it does appear that he. Uh, yeah, he he uh, threatened his way to a, a series pickup. So, so this is congrats. the first ever podcast by coercion. Man, I don't know if it's the first ever. I mean, some podcasts you hear seem like they might have come about that way, but That's this true. one for sure, for sure did. Uh, it's and it, it seemed like Scott didn't want to tell me everything, but he did say something about a hostage situation. Maybe at some point we'll get him to elaborate on that. Yeah. Um. But regardless of how it came about, it is here. Dalton Wilcox. Oh, by the way, he seems to be, because I listened to this episode, he seems to be under the impression that there are going to be 431 episodes of this. Yeah, I don't think uh, he there understands are there are just eight. Yeah. Um, I, and, and in fact, I, did, I, I asked him about that, and he said something about reading contracts being for city slickers or something like that. So <laughs> it's because it says very clearly in the contract, this is an eight episode run. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen when he discovers that it's not 431 episodes, but that we'll cross that bridge yeah. when we are uh, jumping off of it because it's on fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a new guest in every episode and this first episode is episode three of Bonanza because the first one. Uh, was his pilot, and then the second one was the PCAST show. And so this is going to be episode three of Bonanza. Yeah, for you completists out there, make sure you go back, whether it's Stitcher Premium or on the Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project free feed and listen to those two, because who is ever going to want to recap Bonanza without getting the full flavor and spectrum of the run? Yes, absolutely. Uh, no one. Right. is the answer. So uh, I think that's all we have to say. We are not going to introduce every episode of this show, but we just thought, you know, to give it a launch, you and I should come on and say a few words about how we got here. Yeah, and a little bit of a congratulations to you and me for finally getting one of these done. I mean, we shepherded this through, we filtered these tapes, we curated this, and we finally, finally had a success as depraved as it might be. Yes, it feels really good and irresponsible. Yeah. The best of both, both worlds. Yep. All right. So with that, uh, we invite you, the listener, to enjoy Bananas for Bonanza. Yeah! Bonanza, it's 
finest show alive So consult your TV guide Get your great outdoors inside Take some ponderosa pride And forever may it ride I'm Bananas for Bonanza friend come on in the gate is open wide <laughs> all right welcome to bananas for bonanza with dalton wilcox that's me folks if you are new to this show there's a just a whole hell of a lot that i'm going to need to explain to you about it and but luckily it's all fascinating as entertaining as hell now i'm a cowboy i'm a real live working cowboy and by the way I just want to make clear, I'm not going to explain myself and this show at the beginning of every episode of this, okay? I'm just going to do it this time, so savor it. This might be the last time anybody ever hears me explain myself. Here we go, because I'm going to be a big star of podcasting, and everywhere I go, everybody will know who I am. Look, let me explain now. For now, uh, not only am I a cowboy, I am also the most renowned practitioner of cowboy poetry throughout the American West. I am the poet laureate of the West. I am the foremost collector and chronicler of the wit and wisdom of the West. And I am also the author of the very fine books. You must buy your wife at least as much jewelry as you buy your horse and other poems and observations, humorous and otherwise from a life on the range, as well as its equally terrific follow-up. You still have to buy your wife at least as much jewelry as you buy your horse and even more poems and additional observations humorous and otherwise from a life still being lived on the range by Dalton Wilcox, who also wrote the last book by Dalton Wilcox. I also hunt down and slaughter vampires and other monsters, but I have been advised to downplay that aspect of my life on this new venture, and I'm more than happy to do that. That's no problem at all. <laughs> you think I enjoy talking about my encounters with terrifying monsters? I do not. I'm getting a move on sign right now. I've already said too much. Okay, you can cut that out if you want. I've, I am not plagued by monsters. How about that? Anyways, thanks to the folks at the Ears Wolf, I am also now a full-time regular podcast host with my own regular full-time podcast, of which this is both the third and first episode. I'll explain that. With the first episode of Bananas for Bonanzas was put out as a part of some kind of podcast pilot. And the second episode was a part of some kind of piss festival. It was live. And this one now is episode three, where we're going to be talking about the third episode of Bonanza, and it's the third, but it's the first of the regular series, which I have uh, convinced the Ears Wolf to give me, and I barely had to do anything to them. They were more than happy to give it. Uh, and so there's, this is, by the way, the third of 431 episodes of this show. And so lock in. This is going to be a long ride. Uh, in this podcast, myself and my co-hosts, which I'm very eager to introduce to you, we're going to discuss one episode of the classic Western television program, Bonanza, in each episode. And that aired from 1959 to 1973. That's 431 episodes. That's why there's going to be that many of the podcast. Now... <laughs> This was the first TV show to bring the Western lifestyle and the ranching lifestyle and the man lifestyle into American living rooms in a way that everybody in America could understand, even the stupids. It's a damn important show. And today we're going to be talking about season one, episode three, The Newcomers. And man, it's a great one. And you can find it on YouTube for some reason. But it's, the whole episode is there. Why? But before we get into all that excitement, I can't wait to tell you about my regular co-host on this podcast. We'll do it right now. You are so lucky these folks are willing to do this and to commit to 431 episodes. I don't know that they realize there's going to be that many. 
Well, first up, you know him. He's been here for the first two episodes of this. The lead guitarsman and Ameri- of America's only genuine country and western band, The Journeyman, Mutt Taylor. Is hey, here. boy, I'll I tell am. you what. I am a firebrand country western music star. I've never not had a song in the top one. Really? Is that That's right? right? And I am bananas what? for bonanza. Yeah, sure you are. We talked about that last time and I'm the time also before. Bananas for bananas. If we're being honest, I mean they're basically just the children of plantains. I love bananas. Oh. How ripe does a banana need to be for you to get excited about it? Or how unripe can it be before I'll still eat it? Uh, that's a good question. For me, the riper the better. I like them black as night. <laughs> All right, but. I, we'll talk more, but I'm very excited to get to our, our next regular co-host of the show because this is someone new to the Enterprise. Uh, now, as you know, I've mentioned this to you a few times, Mud. I have a tendency to late at night, get on the Internet and discuss Bonanza with whoever's in a chat room and will talk about it. And there's, a, and there's a gal there who's been in a lot of these chat rooms with me, and we just struck up a little bit of a, a friendship, a conversation, and she's got interesting ideas about Bonanza. And I said, why don't you come and be a part of this podcast? And I couldn't believe she said yes. Amy! Sleeverson. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Can everybody hear me? I'm on the Don. So I'm. You're on the what? On the show. Yeah. Yes. And um, it's so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I thank you so much. I love Bonanza, yep. mostly because I heard that you were a podcast that had That's a, right. a need for, I read a multi-level marketing company okay. that it's a it's Christian-based, so it's, but it's family, just like Bonanza's yep. I know, you family. mentioned this a Bonanza lot on the, in the chat room, and most people kind of say, hey, we're just talking about oh, Bonanza I here. Paste. Okay. I cut and paste what's not oh, me is that what you do? seeing all of it all the time. It's just, right. I write it out beforehand and then it's a big, I just yeah. slap it in there and then. Oh, well, that's a good yeah, idea. Because, you know, I, I got, I'm toggling between you and Adam Carolla's. And, uh, what's and, your, Adam, what's your involvement with Adam Carolla? Well, I'm trying to get on his as well. Oh, I see. I know he's not as much for families, but I, I think home goods. Uh, I have no idea, but I, my impression of him is that he's a, a bit of a city slicker. No offense. Oh, well, I know he's married, and anyone who's married is a good man. <laughs> I suppose I was married for a time, but she turned out to be a werewolf. But I, again, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Well, by the way, I, I, if I seem under the weather, and we can cut all this out, but I just want you guys to know, I believe I may have licked a vampire this weekend. What? I mean, not a vampire. I'm sorry, a werewolf. If, oh. Yeah. No, so relax. Okay. <laughs> have you read the book of <clears throat> Revelations? Yeah. Have I read the book of Revelations? Yeah. Well, I've heard of it, and I've done my best not to read it. It's one of the, some, one of the 40 signs of the apocalypse, yeah. things like that, where you're licked and you're... Yeah. you're there's this also. I have a set of pillows with all the signs of the apocalypse. How, how many <laughs> pillows? Like a harem room oh, full of pillows. 43 like a, pillows. A genie bottle. And yeah. each one's got a different sign of the apocalypse oh, on yes, it? Yes, the horses. And then there's when the earth opens up. And then there's when the 17 headed dragon comes. That's, I mean, that's kind of more of a little roll pillow that just for your neck. Well, why pillows? Because, because it seems like you don't want to get comfortable on the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> or have I got that wrong? Well, the problem is that's I all couldn't get you. The copyright a lot of the more popular mm-hmm. Bible 
quotes, and so I'm just getting biblical quotes that not everybody knows. Okay, well, I just want to be real clear, and again, we're cutting all this out, but it was I was doing a tequila shot off of what I thought was a woman, but she had a real hairy arm, and I, that's when I realized that's probably a werewolf, but she got away. Anyway, putting that topic to bed, you, you now, are these pillows products that you sell through your through your enterprise yeah, and what's have, it called what's your business it's you ever, called lots daughters lots daughters lots daughters.com right. he's the can, one that's salt well his wife turned to salt when she looked back at simon Gormore, and then his daughters got him drunk and he they raped their father <laughs> is that right <laughs> yes hot damn they were the first businesswomen spreading seed. What was their well, business? Well, they were getting the seed of their father into oh, them so good. they could create wow. the nation of Israel. Can I wow. just say for the listener that your posture is such you're shaped like a question mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's... We're not supposed to comment on women's shapes now. I, I do apologize. Right. Oh, I don't mind. I'm not like one of those modern ladies. I, I, you know, although I am a hashtag girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> you sure are. Yeah, I don't like those modern women telling you all kinds of things you can't do. Oh, no, I got this This one. It's a T-shirt you can give oh, your wife. Oh, look at here. You've got it's it. It's one of the lesser knowns from uh, quotes from Timothy. Um, Is I that do, a book of the Bible, Timothy? Timothy 2.12. My nephew? I do not permit women authority over a man. And then you give it to your wife. And then she wants it. <laughs> and you can put an arrow on it. Like, oh, I'm with stupid. I do not permit women authority over a man. I love it. God, That's if I perfect. had some six guns, I'd shoot them up in the air. Yeah. And it's got a little tiara on it's top cute. there. And what kind of a shirt? What style of a shirt is that? Is well, that a tank top? It, it's kind of, it's like a, you remember the weightlifting shirts? I remember weightlifting shirts. Where they have the low size. It's kind of like that, but it only comes in a small. So you can see a little bit of the low breast. <laughs> you yeah. just get a little breast on so the side. So you know there, what you you're know. getting. Uh, yeah. So many women are lying about their breast size. Uh, yeah, that has been a problem. Well, uh, oh, so Lot's Daughters, and people can find that on the oh, internet, Lots presumably. Lot's and it's just me. Yeah. And I, have, I only have three products. They wait you don't father. sell salt. No. That's such a good idea, though. Well, take it. it. Mm -hmm. We're oh all a team gosh. here. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I will. I will. You've got other products. You might as well show us your oh other products. Uh, whatever is else is for sale on in the market. Now, look, it, this is not a podcast about marketing uh, your products or anybody. We're talking about Bonanza, and I do want to get back to it as fast no, as possible. You what? put in whatever. Yeah. This is a calendar, again, oh. for women. A calendar for women. You well, know, it's days. in pink. Whoever works on the Sabbath shall be put to death. <laughs> That's from Exodus. There's no Sundays in the calendar. What a good idea. There's no Sundays. That's a calendar with no Sundays in it. Do women just disappear on Sundays? Yeah. No, no. They just, they they don't have the book open because they're, they're, they're out of commission unless they want to have sex with their husbands. And that's not work. That's all pleasure. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? So <laughs> hashtag. This is a, <laughs> Sometimes this, you can put the hashtag after the clever or thing you say. Or just put right? a hashtag this, and nothing else. Sure. This is a weighted blanket. Oh, those are very popular With right now. People love to be smothered. Yeah, favorite quotes. It's it also you know it helps for autistic kids. Uh huh. And, and uh, for long dogs who can't <clears throat> calm down. It's one of my favorite quotes from Judges nineteen. It is a, a very long quote on a very large blanket. Well, Let, let's hear I it. Mean, 
My well, God. Judges the, 19. The gist of the story, <laughs> I won't God. read the whole thing. Well, I'll oh, yeah. Might as well read, the, read it. Read your whole so, blanket. So it's such a funny story. <laughs> All right. So the man took his concubine, and he sent her outside to them, and they raped her and abused her throughout the night. And it's blah, 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 blah. Let her go. Daybreak. She's I fell down at the door. Right? Oh, I and see. And her master says... He, anyways, she doesn't get up out of the doorway, and he says, "She." He says to her, "Get up, let's go." But there's no, there's, she doesn't see anything. I see so, that. Get up, let's go. Oh, it says then, it right there. So the man puts it on his donkey and uh-huh. sets out for home. And he reaches home. He takes the knife and cuts her up, cuts oh. up the concubine limb from limb into twelve parts, and sends 12. them to all areas of Israel. My God. Is that crazy? <laughs> I didn't realize the Bible got that specific about it was quite that graphic and that specific about I mean, it's better things. than any TV show you're going to cuddle up in Netflix or watch, right? Well, I've never seen a blanket. Read a blanket. A, a bookmark before. <laughs> you know? That's wild. May I suggest uh, 12 throw pillows, one for each limb, one for each part of the body that that person was cut into. That's a great idea. A female-shaped pillow, a concubine-shaped pillow. You guys are really helping me out. I should listen to men more often. Yep. (laughs) So this is a multi-level Christian home goods business, but it's just yourself. You're all the levels. So far, but if you want to start a gathering in your own home, first you sell to your family structure. You sell to your kids and your husband because they support and they love you. And then you start moving out from there. I've set up my daughter in business. She she's still working on a payment plan to give me one hundred and fifty dollars for her first box. Really? And then then so far I'm doing great. Seems that way. Well, uh, th- and now, now, we, you, what, what, I want to say a little quick something. We got to introduce our guest. I'm excited to. I love being on the show already. It's great stuff. But I just want to say a quick right. something about your uh, your commentary on Bonanza on that discussion board that first made me uh, uh, start talking to because you, you had all kinds of ideas about what was happening uh, biblically, and you believe that Bonanza is essentially a biblical story. It's it's like a missing chapter. From the Bible somewhere, oh, like, like in yeah. the Old New Testament, about how the God created land that was only for us. Yeah. And so use it, but protect it, protect it from evil. Boy, you know, you're not wrong. It's like yeah. God had his son Jesus, but then also had two other kids. Two other kids. Like talking about said, Hoss and little Joe. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, like I like if it. Jesus and had then two Hoss brothers. died for us. So that we could watch the rest of the seasons. Yeah. Well, don't get ahead of it. But <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's all right. That's no, all right. I screwed everything up. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. <laughs> it's so gay. Put that away. What is that? It's a bottle of arsenic <laughs> and a little cloth. You were gonna I'm ether all, yourself. I'm always ready to go. <laughs> oh, don't no, do it. No, no, no. It's been a good run. We've had 431 episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come we on. need you. All right. Well, uh, see, I thought people would find that interesting and, and feel uh, help them understand how important Bonanza is, that at least one person believes it's it ought to have been in the Bible. Story. 
All righty. So uh, that we met Mutt Taylor and Amy Sleverson, and now we're going to meet Manly Agarn. What's your name? Uh, it's actually Mono Agapian. <laughs> Say it again. Mono Agapian. Mono Agapian. Yeah. All right. Well, Hi, you can have Manly Mono. Agarn as yeah. a as a alias if you Mono like. Mono a Mono. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. I you know. Do? Welcome, Mono. Hi. What's your story? You're, you're, what you, they didn't give me anything about you. Oh, what yeah, are you? Yeah. Are, you're a, a cowboy. Are you a cowboy? I'm not. Oh. I'm a, a sort of just a everyday person who lives in L.A. I do some comedy, okay. some writing, some acting. Like oh, I see. Mm-hmm. You're in yeah. The, you're in the arts. Yeah. Like a yeah. true goddamn city slicker. They yeah. told they told me be prepared. To encounter a lot of city slickers in the podcast game. I yeah I yeah I'm a city slicker, but I'm I like I like the country. Man, oh have man. you considered being washed in the blood of the resurrection? Oh, today I'm no I'm not. I grew up going to church. Is that what you're asking? No. I grew up going. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, hashtag blessed. Yeah, <laughs> we could wash you in the blood today. I mean, we could get it done. Uh, I can't. Um, well, I mean, I guess one one true thing about me is I'm I I don't want to shock anyone, but I am gay. Um, oh man! Well, what's um, that now? Uh, wow! It's every. It's all. All God's children are 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 loved. Oh. Are loved no matter. And see, I don't agree. That no. Where do you go to church? I, well, I don't. Go, I go to the Church of the Land out there in the American West, out on the range. That's my church. The uh, mountains and the cactuses and the sunsets. That's all my church. And that church tells me that uh, that, that gay business has just got to stop. But welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I feel welcome. Nonetheless, um, I, I will say stop. I grew up going to Greek Orthodox, a oh, Greek Orthodox did. church. Okay. Yeah, so. that's close. That's close, yeah. right? That's yeah. that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty good. A lot of a lot of morals you would probably see. You guys are more familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> What's that's that? beautiful. <laughs> you just said thank you. You're welcome. You did. <laughs> you speaking I in dated, tongues? I dated a Greek man. Oh, you did. Yes, Look at you, you go, girl. My gosh, oh, oh, real uh, melting pot here. Today. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what happened? Why? What happened? Why did you stop dating well, him? Well, he got. So angry, he got arrested because there was mayonnaise on his sandwich, which I I can relate <laughs> with. And then I haven't seen that. Can't him. be why they arrested him for putting mayonnaise well, on the sandwich. No, no, Must he been... was so mad. Oh, I see. And then and I said, he's my husband. He did. He he's gets to had not, and he's he's been in prison. So he did okay. something bad well, that it feels well, like you're just, a man. He didn't want mayonnaise on the sandwich. They put mayonnaise on the sandwich, and then and then he did something which well, caused the, him to yeah, become arrested there was and go a, to prison. There was an aggravated assault. Okay, sure, yep. Or a protecting of his rights. As a as a customer, a yeah, customer is always right. The customer is yeah. absolutely always. Right. Yeah, the lawyer should not have gone with that defense. That's yeah. the, the customer is always right defense. Yeah, I don't think that holds up in court, unfortunately. Well, but um, I'm really excited to be here to talk about Bonanza. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Um, you seen a lot of it? No, 
No. Okay. Well, but okay. but my mom loves old Hollywood, and she told me Bonanza. She's always been a big Bonanza fan. Is that right? Uh huh. All right. Well, yeah. good. We can work with that. Yeah. No, that's fine. They told me. They told me a few things. They told me you, you're going to have city slickers on your show. Mm-hmm. We cannot avoid it. You're, we're doing this Statistically, thing. Statistically, you can't avoid. You it. can't avoid it. And they did say that uh, some of these people might not be 100 percent heterosexual. I was told that ahead of time. In fairness, I was told that, man. B- that's good. All right. That's good. And I was told that. And I'll, can I? I don't want to step over my bounds, but All right. you've been flirting with me a little bit. Oh, oh well now. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me that I've been flirting with you a little bit? Well, I don't you asked me that. how your chaps look and you were wearing no I underwear. I did hear that. Of course I asked you. I'm like, These are brand new chaps. I, well, I want to know how they look. You usually wear like a pant underneath it. Why, why didn't you ask me about your chaps? I, well, how do you like them? Well, I don't know that I want to answer now being second fiddle and all. All right. Well, look, I was only try, trying on the chaps, young man. I wasn't trying on the pants, oh, so okay. I didn't have the pants on at that oh, time. Okay. Now I'm wearing pants without the chaps. But yes, at the time when I asked you how my chaps looked, that's true that I was not wearing pants. How did my chaps How was that flirting? Uh, you, honestly, crooked. I don't want to be God, I can't win either way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. No. They're just crooked. You have to make sure they're, you place them upon each leg I gotta have fasten a, the belt. I wear my chaps side saddle so as I can keep my six gun ready. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't? You don't? I no, I don't. Not at all. No, I don't know. But I, they, they look really expensive. The material itself. Yeah, yeah. I traded them for a van. Did you know that horses bite? <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right, they do. And keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. That'll come. That'll come up again later in this episode. All right. Now, uh, the other thing they told me was that some people are not going to have been familiar with Bonanza. Uh And I said, that's fine, because the whole point of this podcast is to introduce people to Bonanza. Outreach. Outreach. So so this is, you're going to be excited to hear all about Bonanza. Should we get into it? Episode three of Bonanza. Season one. This episode is called The Newcomers, and it's uh, uh, aired in uh, September of uh, 1959, and it's a real good one with Swedish beauty Inger Stevens as oh. Emily Pennington, uh, Byron Folger as Justin Flannery, the nerd, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of fine actors, and then there's uh, another guy named John Lormer in there as the doc, man, he does, he, we'll talk about him in a bit. This episode has everything, they, they've cold open of the episode begins just like the pilot did with our heroes riding up and looking out over a, over a, what do you call them, a canyon, yeah. a mm. valley, and seeing something they don't like. Yeah. This that, that episode could have ended there. It would have been happy. I, I agree with you. And it's the whole, it's all the boys. We got uh, Pa, Ben Cartwright, and uh, we got Hoss and Little Joe and Adam are all up there, but, and they're joined by a Mexican. Now this episode <laughs> doesn't have any Chinese, <laughs> unlike the, pilot episode had literally scores of Chinese. It did. Oh, yep. good. Here's the situation. And this is good for anybody that hadn't watched or hadn't listened to our earlier episodes. And it does get briefly touched on in this episode. Ben Cartwright has married three wives. And his sons were all... Isn't that suspicious? It certainly is. <laughs> yes, it is. He didn't bury them the same night. I no, Even true. more suspicious. I believe it was three nights in a row. <laughs> So he impregnated. Horrifying. He impregnated them one at a time, and then buried them one at a time, <laughs> and then exhumed the babies. No, Nine it was an, an impregnation of a woman oh. and a burying of a woman, and then an impregnation of a woman and a burying, and it's on oh, again. Okay, and when all the three child died in childbirth. I think that may be what they <laughs> say. Did. Yeah. Why are you excited? <laughs> 
Well, because it's true. <laughs> it's from the yep. Bible. It's exciting. It's, well, that was, it was so wonderful when you were a woman and you, all you did was live for your family. And that's the ultimate sacrifice is to have a baby and die. Yep. I think that's a fun way to grow up too, just being told that. <clears throat> your birth literally killed your mother. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What? I interrupted oh, you. you did? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Talking about, so this story is he has had three men with different women. Yes, and it's fascinating because they're all so different. One of them's a Yankee and one of them's a... One of them's uh, Michael Landon. That's right. That's little Joe and he's from New Orleans. <laughs> he's from heaven, let's be he's, honest. Uh, I mean, he's a Creole. Yeah. Yep, and then and then one of them is a giant and a monster. <laughs> he's a, Hoss is a literal giant. Was Michael Landon in Highlander? Is that where I know him from? No. Thinking of Christopher Lambert. Oh, okay, thank you. Michael Landon was in that little house. Little on house the on the prairie. Yeah, yep. beautiful. And, and then highway, highway to heaven. heaven. Yeah, highway, highway to heaven. heaven yeah. Which is a little better than touch my angel. <laughs> Michael Landon had an all-consuming need for money. All right. Uh, Wait, do you just like all shows with angel in the title or like heaven? Because how did you feel about the angel starring that Buffy guy oh, or right. Dark oh, Angel? No, yeah. No, no, no. No, not that. No, I just like it when people halfway through an episode become angels. Have yeah. you ever like when the kid they were this family they were gonna have a baby and then they found out their baby had Down syndrome in the tummy and then they Wait, were gonna get rid sorry, of the baby, the baby and then they it, wait, hold on. Okay, sorry, <laughs> and then they sorry, found out sorry. that they met somebody who was in their neighborhood who had Down syndrome and they says and he was such a nice guy. And they said, and the father said, you know, maybe we shouldn't get rid of our fetus because this guy is such a nice guy and he's having a good life and he has sounds special. And then huh? the guy goes, he he goes, I he becomes an angel. You see this light come out behind his head, and then the Down syndrome guy is an angel. What are you describing? <laughs> <laughs> are you doing another television podcast? <laughs> Is this a television show that you're telling us about, or a dream, it's or what? <laughs> it's an episode of Hispanic. Oh, I see. Oh, All right. right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's Ramadonis. Oh, sure. Well, and, I uh, wish I knew how to tell the uh, oh, story no. of an episode no, of television. Sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Tell a Reese, or... We're oh, sorry. No, oh, we just wanted to know. It's okay. Know. okay. I'm a girl boss. <laughs> you're, you're, Hashtag... What? What you going to say? I just say you're really strong. You are a girl boss. She is real strong. She carried that box in here all by herself of those things that she brought. All right. As I was saying, there's not a one Chinese in this episode. Uh And there's also no Native American savages. Uh, But what there is, is a Mexican. And he's a fellow by the name of Jose. And just as with the Chinese and the uh, uh, savages, Mm -hmm. uh, Uh the Mexican reveres Ben Cartwright. He just looks to him like a god. Uh And Ben Cartwright has a wonderful way of talking to him. And Jose says, Jose says, your fight is my fight. Right? I mean, that's a one. You couldn't ask for more loyalty. Yeah, yeah. From anybody. That's going to be really, this is going to be interesting for you to talk about this. And, and with, with today's, you know, with t- the the sort of point of view of today's politics. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what? Um, oh, I guess like you know, like obviously the way we view different uh, people of differing ethnicities and cultures has changed. This you know, is just since something that's happening on February twenty sixth today. Oh, today. <clears throat> um, I guess yeah, it's interesting. I guess like like the way you were like labeling people, and I, I don't want to tell you your business, but like uh-huh. the way you were like talking about people, I think it'll be interesting yeah. for you to see like how like some of the attitudes on viewing people or labeling them via their ethnicity has sort of changed. Uh, I no, I don't know what you're talking about. What I'm saying is Ben Cartwright has an incredible way with Chinese (laughs) 
and savages and Mexicans, all of them. He's just, they revere well, him. He knows how to speak to their language. You should have heard him in the last episode talking to I savages saying, you know, many moons to the happy hunting ground. He's talking a their, Really talking their language. Yeah. Interesting. He gets it. Yeah. yeah, you know, never mind. Never mind. I said anything. I didn't say anything. Well, yeah, I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> yes, you have something to offer. Amy's leaving. It's them. God's country. Here, here. <laughs> Well, this is the third episode of Bonanza ever to feature the burning map in Ooh. the opening credits. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, and then we have the opening credits where we really get a good long time to look at the faces of the stars. Long time. And all right, then we're bang into the action and we find out there's an encampment on the Ponderosa. What it is, 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 is there's these, there's this party of go, uh, gold miners and it's a, a brother and a sister and they've got some money. That's the Penningtons. And then she, Emily Pennington, is uh, uh, engaged to be married to another, to the part business partner of her brother who is also a gold miner. That's McCall. Oh, right. And they put together a party of people and they, they're going to do some hydraulic gold mining, which I guess, I don't know. She's beautiful. Isn't she gorgeous? She's really, she's really cute. She's so a Swede. Pretty. Yeah. You don't have a problem with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> no, but um, I I had a hard time understanding uh, who was who. Like, or, or I that thank yeah. you for that explanation because I had a hard time getting how that group of people were yeah. connected. Oh yeah, and uh, and then for some reason they're also traveling with a nerd. They're <laughs> traveling with a fellow by the name of Justin Flannery, who is an en- entomologist and uh, something else. What did he say? He oh, was, was he a botanist? I think? A botanist and yeah. an entomologist. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's undercover. Well, Ooh. if he is, he, he wasn't successful because uh, he's he's traveling with them. And I can't even imagine how that guy survived in the old West as long as he get did. There Sniveling the nerd. Yeah. yeah. Classic yeah. university. And was he the one helping the young lady who was ill? Uh, no, I don't believe he was. He's no. too interested in the life of the bugs and plants yeah. <laughs> to do anything like that. This episode also has a wonderful bad guy in the person of a fellow by the name of Krug. Every time McCall is alone, and McCall's not a great fellow either, but Krug will sidle on up to him and propose an evil idea, as he does here in his first scene. He yeah. says Krug, Krug should get rid of the girl and her brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, but he and that that's when the Cartwrights show up. Now the Cartwrights don't like McCall Mm-mm. because McCall has stolen some of their cattle in the past. He butchered them. He butchered them straight up. Oh, butchered oh, right God. out there on the Ponderosa. Left them for dead. Yep. And is the Ponderosa known for being rich with silver and gold, or 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 that's why that's why they're there, right? Lord willing, we'll never find out. Mama, we'll never because find out. it's also a it's steakhouse. Oh yeah, there is a that's Ponderosa. That's right. But I, I think if we refer to the the uh, word of bonanza, we got a hold on a pot full of gold. Bonanza that tells us that this is a gold rich environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. supposedly oh, bonanza. Always we think, we think the there's word. gold under the ground at Bonanza, uh, the Ponderosa, but they don't want to do any mining of it. It's the land. It's for it's for cattle grazing. And hydraulic right. mining is particularly destructive. To it's God's you just land. flood the water, that's flood right. the yeah. land. Right. And you may not know this or not, but are they yeah. just they're just walking? They're just walking through nature looking for gold and silver well this party settle? this party mm-hmm. you're talking about i guess the cartwrights the, no oh, for no, heaven's they, sake they live there. the they cartwrights they live there they live on the that, i missed that <laughs> i missed that because i felt like they wow. were traveling together somewhere <laughs> well their land is so big that they basically got to travel to go anywhere on their land oh mm-hmm. so they're just constantly doing neighborhood watch on their own property 
if you want to yeah, belittle it. Right. Yeah. Okay, yes, that's are. what I got. Because people are it. cutting through their property to go mine gold in various places. Right. You well, never no. cut through the cart rights. Don't no. cut through the cart no. rights. Never. Hell no. Unless you want some trouble. Got it. Uh, the and, woman was so pretty. <laughs> Absolutely. She wears a corset and I wear yep. Spanx. Oh. It's the same thing where it's like you can try to control your body mm-hmm. to, so it doesn't get, because when it gets out of control. Yeah. Bobby, That's interesting. You got whalebone yeah. Spanx? Oh, whalebone. Well, they don't. They don't have. They don't have anymore. them anymore. They won't let it, the whales, I guess, get upset about you taking their bones. And and the bones can pierce your body. And the bone. Well, well that's that ironic. I don't think that's the worry. I think because it's just like no, no, no beauty without pain. That's interesting because that's right? also going to evolve. You know, like the way we look at beauty has changed so much. Since you know that time period, but she's pretty. <laughs> she's so pretty. Yeah, she's she is a beautiful young lady. But it's interesting that you know it's gonna be it's interesting to see. Um, actually, I don't want to bring this up yet, but I yep. will talk about this later. Where he she really falls for um, Haas. Oh yes, she does. Oh. Well, you see the beginnings of it in this scene right oh, here. Oh yeah, sure their do. their eyes meet. This Emily and Haas. Their eyes meet. Tender episode. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. And they, there's a spark right away. And uh, what else happens in this but scene? She's so pretty, and he's not. Oh. <laughs> Well, he's a monster. He's a he's, he's a, a giant. Monster. He's a monster. He's a, he's a I mean, giant. he says as much. He says yeah. he's ugly. He this. does. Yeah, oh, that's he, one of my favorite. And that's lines. interesting to me. Like, do you feel like mm. obviously that's like such a trope? Um, a trope? What's, what's a trope? A trope? Um, okay, like a commonality in film. Oh, like, for like a, a trope. like a good thing. Oh, uh, something so good you just want to keep on seeing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, it could be a good thing, or it could just be like a thing that's very common to a to a genre. And I think this is a funny thing that's played out. Yes, it's kind of like that, and I think it's interesting. So good that they keep playing it out. Right. This is There's sort of the beginning of that trope of like big old donk uh, gets the beautiful, stunning girl. Um, which I can't tell. What do you do? You guys think that's problematic, or do you think it's just like Haas wins her over because he's so great? I think it's beautiful. I think it's essentially the same as King Kong. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that girl fell for that gigantic ape. <laughs> And it, if it can happen with that ape, it can happen. To, it can happen for anybody. That's the message of King Beauty Kong. Beauty and the Beast. But for yeah, you Beauty and the Beast. That's right. Who CBS wrote that show. to begin with? Uh, oh, the CBS. Last Moon Vest. Yep. You gotta stay, stay pretty. Keep your temple beautiful. Keep your temple beautiful. Maybe a hideous monster will fall for you. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> Now, also early in this episode, Ryan, are we ready to show a clip? This is a wonderful example. There's so much punching and brawling in this episode. Is this the... No, that's not the one I have in mind. I had the other one in mind. Well, yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. And uh, this, to me, is a perfect reaction to somebody hauling off and punching you if you can do this guy is basically saying this is Krug saying him a call. I can't tell who's in charge anymore. All right, roll it. A few years ago, when I first knew you, there was no doubt about it. I took my orders from you. You still do. Oh, sure. Maybe when you two get married, you can use your wife's money to keep me on the payroll. That's more like it. You just say the word, boss. You just remember that. I'm boss. That's the way I like it. Boss. You know the uh, the bug hunter Flannery? 
Says he's going on there alone. There you go. He sidles right up to him and starts talking about the plan. He's awful alpha for a beta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, that's all the guy wants. Just punch me in the face so I know who's in charge. Did that's you? all. That's how that's we perfectly met. sensible. That's how we knew you were going to host this thing. That's right. We were talking about who who's going to host it, who, you know, who's in charge of this podcast, and we right. were hashing it out, and then I just hauled off and punched you, and you yeah. said, that's more like that's it. That's what I wanted. I kept sticking my chin out. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah it took Mike, me a while to realize. Did you sense mine or the, yeah. the male sensual energy there. I was just about to I say that. an incredible BDSM. Thank you. Sort of, uh, a what? You know, some it was gay. feeling. There was a gay. lot of feeling there where was he gay. was like, that felt good. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, oh, when somebody hits you in the butt and it tingles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think, oh, they want it again. But you don't ask that because it's your mom spanking you. Right. Or you fall <laughs> on your bottom hard so you cough and you're like, oh. <laughs> That felt kind of weird. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I was like, oh, they're no, they're not going to go for that. But uh, yeah, I I I felt some. some you think real... these two characters? There's some gayness between them. There's some energy there. He liked the slap. Uh-huh. He smiled after that. Well, the slap. You're, that's a good point. And we're all uh-huh. sinners. Yeah, yeah. We're all sinners. It's not. It, it's just that they didn't act on it, but it was. Ex- it, it, you, a lot of t- it's okay to have those feelings. Well, I just want to say, and your anus. Uh, do you have any feelings like you ever like? Just because this is a safe space, a do you lot ever have? Of times, I wouldn't say that. A lot of times, when um, I rub up against something in just the right way, and I don't mean it, but then it's like I go, I go by the couch again later in the day mm-hmm. and i think ooh, but i try to then i start noticing hey you've been up back the by the couch a couple of times leave it alone you know i kind of know what you're talking about i got a scuff in my saddle sometimes it feels good on my naughty <laughs> that's probably I, a good time to take a break no did you want to say one thing i want to go to break with people listening to this commercial thinking about him and his naughty and her by the couch but i you can't have stop that? that but i will tell yeah. you about some queer art after the break queer Ooh. art well that's the opposite of a <laughs> teaser <laughs> But uh, I did. I just wanted to say real quick. It's fine with me if you say those two bad guys were gay. Yeah. But if you suggest for one moment that Little Joe or Adam or Hoss or Ben Cartwright are now one hundred percent heterosexual, we're gonna have problems. All right. Well, you could. There's a potential there for them to be gay and incestuous. Good well, heavens. Good. Well, as you Joe. said that, yeah. you were kissing my neck. Like, I, as you said that, you were grazing. Those my weren't neck. kisses. <laughs> All right, folks. We will be right back with more bananas for bonanza. one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
right, welcome back to Bananas for Bonanza, where I'm going to just try to chug right through this and hopefully avoid any talk of gay art. All right. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear about it. Well, we can, maybe we wouldn't hear about it later. Well, you, it might help because, you know, it, it'll help you uh, I should, dispel, I you know, you'll, you'll have more hate for something if you don't like it. But I do yeah. have to share with you guys, there's a great artist from the early 50s, 40s. Uh, his name was George Quaintance. I'm sorry, there, were, there, there wasn't gay then. Um, they, yeah, I don't believe they had you know, it. At that I mean, time. if you study, you know, ancient Greek, you know, no, thank pot, you. Pass. Okay. <laughs> well, go ahead. What were you going well, to say? You make agree point. to disagree, but you do. You, I would suggest if you want to get mad, um, check out the art of George Quaintance. He was this um queer artist who like did art when um when queer erotic images were actually like illegal. Oh yeah. So what they had to do is like disguise them as like um erotic or athletic art depictions oh, um so they're like a very interesting like like they'll have cowboys and men in locker rooms like being athletic huh. with just little gay hints dropped into the art That's um, interesting. and i think it really makes that mad. name does sound familiar I, I think i might have like they're wearing patterned socks <laughs> <laughs> i might have some cowboy paintings by this fellow yeah, in yeah. my house and they I just have like, like little hidden gay things like yeah, where's like, waldo but gay right like there's like a mm. slice of cake on the counter What's and that? you're like why is that gay well it's 7 a.m i come again <laughs> everyone knows cake in the morning is gay but that's neither here nor there okay that sounds right to me i've never heard it before but it sounds animals right. a lot of animals are gay and asexual and trans but we Boy. and they didn't tell us the scientists didn't tell us because they didn't think we could handle it and we can't all animals are sinners <laughs> Well, again, yes, that's going to come up later in the episode. All right, let me, let me just tell you. Krug comes up with a plan to murder the nerd and pin it on the Cartwrights. Ooh, and, now, and the purpose for this plan is to get people all mad at the Cartwrights so that uh, mm. their land will end up in the hands of these prospectors. And, so, and also, the nerd's mule is named Christian. Isn't that interesting? Oh. And it's very prominent. All of a sudden, out of, the nerd grabs hold of his mule and he goes, come on, Christian. And he's right on camera. I don't know. Very, that very prominent. In, yeah. Oh, I didn't even clock that. <clears throat> well, probably store behind that. Was I bet. Was there some sort of, are, are there ties to him being like a wandering through the. To who? The nerd? Yeah. Is he ain't some... wandering anywhere anymore, my friend. Because in the very next scene, Ooh. he comes up to the Cartwright's house oh, no. to talk about what I don't know. And he gets shot. Yeah. Dead. In the middle of a sentence. And it's one of those sentences you can tell the writer of the episode did not know how that sentence was going to end. Because <laughs> he knew it didn't matter. Like a setup to a joke that has no punch. That's right. Yeah. We are never going to it. It also was ominous in that it was so optimistic. Like the sentence was like, I'm so happy and oh, life yeah. is so good. Yeah. Hey, look, and it's nothing. the nerd. Oh, come on over here, fella. Hey, yeah. guys, I was just wondering. Pow. Straight through the heart. He got killed. <laughs> and I feel like everyone dies in very much the same way in this series. Uh, they really so? just sneak. They really they just snake back and fall to the ground. It's balletic in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how cowboy. That's how they died at that time. Oh, I didn't know. Now, uh, all right, and then at back at the encampment, the Cartwrights show up and they they're mad that the nerd has been gunned down and they know what's going on here and so there's a big confrontation and it is decided that this encampment is going to move out and to make sure that they go, uh, Hoss is going to go with them. Uh, because he's a giant and he can handle them all by himself right. and he can protect them all by himself too. And uh, this is when we really, really start to see that spark of love between Emily oh, and Hoss. Tender. We, can yeah. you explain that to me again? So he goes with the people they, that they, he doesn't like. Well, to... he's, 
He's been told by his family members to yeah. guide them off the Ponderosa. In fact, they even said, we talked about it. Yes. You're going. <laughs> we talked about this. it. You're going. You're it. But Hoss is so simple-minded and pure. Got it. So stupid that... <laughs> In his mind, he's going to protect them. He doesn't see himself as the enforcer of them leaving the land. He has it. He has it in his mind. I'm going to protect him, and in particular, the lady. What happens to the mule? To Christian Christian the mule? Yeah. It is never explained. No, it's not. Nope. That is. That is. That's when you got to have faith. Yep, that's right. Now, we're getting ready to show the second clip I want to show you here, because now, as they're uh, making their journey, Haas is still with them. It's nightfall, and it can be very, very difficult in a television show to subtly depict which character is bad and which character is good. (laughs) Sometimes it must be done artfully. It must be done with a painterly touch. And so here, we'll see at the end of this scene if you can guess which of these characters is good and which one is bad. Go ahead and show it. Aren't you forgetting why we're making this trip? Well, didn't we agree on it? We both knew Emily had to get to a drier climate. <coughs> well, are, are you forgetting or are the things more important? <coughs> Can't you control it, miserable coffin? <coughs> These fur branches make a good bed for you, ma'am. <laughs> Just no. put them in the ground with the, the needle end up. And you'll sleep a lot better. Smell of that fur will be good for that cough, too. Night. Now, okay, let's go around and see if you got any guesses between McCall and Hoss, which one's good and which one's bad, because they played it very subtly. McCall, he acted like a... You know, someone who's really been in a marriage a long time. He's had it with her. <laughs> he, well, he loves her, and that's why he's not going to give her any sugar. He mm-hmm. says, you know, we don't know her that well. That's true. We don't know if she's always coughing and always, oh, tubercular, and always like, oh, I'm about to die right now. You know, yep. you just don't know her very well, and so we're all seeing this. He's been in Taranina. See, so he might be the good guy. Okay, they played it real subtle. And any other guesses? Well, I'm going to take cues for, <laughs> from your artist friend and look for the hidden pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. now uh, I hear bad music when McCall speaks. Oh, yeah. yes, indeed. And I see that Haas is wearing one of them things you hold when you play air hockey on his head. It looks like one of those. Uh, oh, that's know. his hat. Oh, it is. Yeah, he's got his hat on his head. Yeah, what's the name of that device? That's a good question. Oh, the oh the the, the air hockey. You hold when you yeah. play air hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a it's like a b- 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 bumper bumper hand bumper. Yeah. Hand, hand bumper hand, hand, hand big bumper. nipple. Hand so uh, there's nipple. nothing nothing bad about air hockey. Uh, no, I think the bigger problem I had in the scene was uh, him telling her to sleep on a bunch of branches. I know it's supposed to be sweet, but I can't help but think there's bugs in them that are branches. Oh, well, you can't avoid the bugs. But he did say put the pine needle side up. That mm. seems uncomfortable. But that charm can be devious. The other guy didn't have any charm, and he just sassed right back at her. And that's what you want in a spouse is someone who who's, won't take any of your shit. Well, it's inconclusive in this room, but I I know I the answer. Know. What is it? Well, what is it? Hoss is. Okay, yeah, uh, he's yeah, simple-minded and pure, and he's too stupid to be evil. Sure. So, uh, he's yeah, the he's a good guy. He's yeah. a snake charmer. He, <laughs> Hoss is? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's got any tricks up his sleeve. The, the only thing on Hoss's mind is his hat. Uh, <laughs> the hand bumper. 
<laughs> the hand bumper. Yep. So uh, now what happened? They uh, kind of, oh, yes. Now, and uh, Hoss is very, very kind to his horse. He says something, and he has got a line. He says, some folks have a natural mean streak in them that animals just don't know nothing about. Mm. Well, uh, you were talking about that. You think that's wrong. A horse will bite you, and they're you sinners. You think animals are sinners, yeah. Well, sometimes when they don't, they aren't connected to God. Then uh-huh. they just, you can... Like I had a bucket of carrots and I gave a chunk of carrot to this horse and he looked at me and he looked at me and then he did, he ate the carrot, but then he ate my hand or tried to chop it. That's what you were, uh, there was a, you were on the local news recently because you were trying to baptize animals at the zoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that you? You had gone to the zoo to I baptize to the animals? Gi- no, I went to the Gibbon Preserve oh. because they tore off a volunteer's hand. She, is that right? She stood too close to the cage and they tore off her hand. And she was so nice. Well, that's just revenge for the monkey's paw. You know, people carrying monkey's paws around all the time. They yeah. want a human's hand. Good yeah. point. Yeah. I wasn't I going to tell you this, but I tried for your birthday to to get a hunting trip to that Gibbon Preserve, but they didn't return my call. Are you allowed back at the Gibbon oh, Preserve? Oh, yes. They, are, I, I, they said anytime I wanted to come back, as long as I uh, kept a certain distance. Oh, From that what? doesn't sound like an invitation. Well, From it's, the preserve? you can watch. I, I can just listen. They, You go to the Gibbon Preserve. Don't let their cries be silenced because they're, they're beautiful animals that sing. Oh. But, but they're also very dangerous. <laughs> Gibbons? Yeah, that's what I heard. Most dangerous game. Well, uh, all right. Krug comes up with another plan now. Mm. And it's a complicated one. It involves he's going to exploit Haas's love of animals to uh, distract Haas with an injury to a horse's hoof so that they can get the jump on Haas and attack him. And then oh. go to Jose's. Remember Jose? Yeah, he's yeah. that Mexican. Or uh, what do you want me to call him? A not Mexican? Uh, and they're going Latinx, to his. But I'm not oh. sure he is Latinx. But you could say Latinx. Oh, whatever. And they <laughs> get down there. You're going to go to his house and you're going to they're going to take Jose's guns. I guess go, Jose has a stockpile of weapons something and then they're going to attack the cartwrights i believe that is krug's plan it's got a lot of steps i missed that i, I think yeah. you're right i, I think, think so right. so then so i also read the novelization of this and i can confirm oh, oh you did yeah, yeah well so they put something in the horse's paw and sure enough uh paw horse yeah the horse's paw and <laughs> sure enough huh huh what do you do when you want to call someone like par like you're my par you're my par the horse's yeah. dad no no Par. A horse, some people will call it a hoof. I'm trying to be relatable to people that don't know dogs, only know horses. Anyway, (laughs) horse bends over to inspect (laughs) this horse's foot. Let's just say foot. Okay. And, uh, And that allows them to get the jump on him. Somebody drives an elbow into his shoulder, and that's all it takes. Ridiculous. And Hoss goes down, and then they, they tie him up. Must have had some strong rope. And uh, and then they go to Jose's, and then they uh, somehow they shoot Jose. It's confusing. They, they take Jose's dead body, and they dump it on the Cartwright's front steps. That's Is what he it, deaded when he gets shot? Because I couldn't Hoss? tell if it was a warning. No, not Hoss. 
Jose. Someone else, Jose. Doesn't he gets shot as a warning shot? Doesn't someone get shot in like warning? I, you might think that only because nobody has any kind of an emotional reaction to the death of Jose. <laughs> right, because then they're like, go deal with the body. Yeah, right? they're like, exactly. Go over there. Okay. That, you might think that because this fellow who, when we meet him in the first scene, seems like he's their closest buddy. Yeah. And when he shows up dead on their doorstep, they go, oh, well, put that somewhere. <laughs> No but one, no, yeah, he's no dead. Reacted. No one reacted, and and then and then is that when the young lady tries to? She's like, "I'll I'll get you." Like she kind of stands up for herself. She stands up for herself, and then the guy, uh, he's she's about to get raped, and that is when Hoss breaks out of his restraints like an ape. He's like an ape going wild. Right, right. right. He cannot be. It's one of those things where like the ropes was enough to keep him uh tied up all day until a woman was in distress mm. and yeah just like any any noble beast he can break out it's of like it. the amazing hulk yeah mm. that's right yeah like yeah, a donkey kong mm-hmm. or in in the in front of bananas oh bananas oh, yeah God, I, love uh, I can go for banana oh, right yeah. now yeah. as long as it's it's got to be taken out of the trash nature's pops it want it yeah it's got to literally come out of the trash can yeah Anyway, <laughs> and right now you're gnawing through what looks to be like the greenest banana I've ever seen. <laughs> you're breaking. That's a garden hose, friend. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, My I just chew on it to keep active. <laughs> so Hoss picks up Emily, yeah. and they run off. And as they're going, somebody says, "Let's see how far he gets with a sick girl on his hands." And Hoss takes that old insult. That old insult. I love it. Hoss takes it obviously as a as a challenge. He runs with that girl in his arm for miles. It mm-hmm. seems like, and he doesn't get tired. And at some point, she says, "Take a rest," and he rests for you can count it. It's about nine seconds. And then he goes, "That's good." Picks her up and races off again. This and then this scene is when we get the beautiful line where she says, "Do you really think I'm pretty?" And he says, "I think you're as pretty as I am ugly." That's Aww. a beautiful compliment. <laughs> That really is. It made me sad. Yeah. Really it would have been nicer sweet. if she said, I think you're as ugly as I am pretty. But, you know, apples and oranges. Yeah. Haas really wins me over. He's, he's, a, he's I, a sweetheart. He's yeah. a sweetie. Yeah. Big would, teddy bear. I think yep. I would I think I would date. I would date Haas. Yeah, if he was a modern day man, I bet he'd be on equally yoked, the Christian dating site. And then yeah, I, maybe I would have met him instead of my husband, and then maybe we would be together. Oh. You're still with your husband who's in jail. Well, no, no, no. He was my husband. He was just my boyfriend. Oh, that was a great oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He was so okay. funny. He said, babe, if, uh, I'll, if, if I, no, he, what did he say? He said, you know, if I'll never hit you. <laughs> That's what he said. So funny. Who said that? Your husband? No. Oh, the Greek fella. Boyfriend. No, we should have to say that. No. Yeah. But that's why I thought it was so funny. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's funny. Was that a first date thing? He said, I'll never hit you. He said, said, babe, I'll never hit you. All right. Anyways, now we get to uh, blah, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to get to the... I agree. The romance is what this episode's about. It is really oh, what it's tender, about. This is the tender. first love story I've ever cared about in television or movies. Mm-hmm. They, uh, 
What does it say? McCall, oh, he gets a bunch of random miners all upset uh, over the murdering of the nerd. And they're going to, uh, <laughs> they're going to attack the Cartwrights. It's too bad you can't smell what's going on. Oh, I agree. I think that all the you time know, when I watch this show. Yeah. I love to smell it. Like Haas and the woman. Yeah. She would smell kind of sick. And then he would be sweaty and yeah. running. And then you could kind of. But perfumed. Yeah, you. perfumed. And then maybe she'd be a little excited. So you'd get a little bit of. Oh, you boy. Know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. All righty. You know what? I think I need to rewatch this. Yeah. <laughs> I get. Oh, there's a line here. What's he says? Uh, uh, Haas says, I get sort of lonely like and I look for good and pretty things. So <laughs> deliciously simple. And he, he waxes rhapsodic about a canyon. He wants to take her there. He says, I ain't never took nobody else there, but I'd like to take you. I believe that's a metaphor for fucking. Mm. Right? And <laughs> so, what he's saying is he's a virgin. Unless there's a canyon oh. that uh, uh, Paul buries his three ladies in. Yeah, yeah well, special. oh, We possibly. never know. You never find out if any of the brothers are eunuchs. <laughs> well, if any of them is, it's Hoss. He wants to take her to Horseshoe Canyon. That's a damn fine name for a canyon. And, you can uh, go in one end and out the other, basically. This is in a roundabout. You go around about. Yeah. Probably. Uh, now, okay, now, while uh-huh. these two are really pitching woo on one another, uh-huh. and there's a real, like, uh, there's a there's a bit of a, a George and Lenny vibe here at some point. <laughs> He's talking about the canyon, and she's standing behind him, and you're thinking... Is she going to just put him out of his misery? Right. But then the, he hears noises and he goes and he looks and he sees the the miners and he says there's at least 12 of them. And then he sees his family. They're walking into an ambush. And and he's and he decides he's going to do something about it. And I believe this is we're going to watch oh, this scene oh, here. This is our last, sure does. last one of our clips here. This this scene, I believe, you watch this, I think this is where they got the idea for those John Wick movies. <laughs> this is Haas Rampaging Monster. Go! Got guns. There's at least 12 of them. Want to tip off old man Codright and his boys? But he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's all muscle, especially the stomach. <laughs> We've had plenty of time to shoot him. Yeah, they sure did. He takes a long way down that hill. Smell that. Mm. <laughs> Pulls a man off his horse. Slams him to the ground. Oh, bango. Boom. Oh, this is a waste to all these people. Pennington takes down the car. When you're chubby, you can be really strong. Oh, yeah. He didn't even notice those punches. And here come the rest of the company. Now, listen to this. Oh, Hoss, looks like you have things under control. Yeah. Regna, I suddenly lost my temper. I love the sound of that man hitting the dirt. Yeah, that's real nice. <laughs> that is quite a sound. Like, like a bag of mail. It's <laughs> big choice. It sounds like a guy hitting a, uh, a pane of wood with a sledgehammer. Yeah, Folly had fun uh, that yeah, day. Yeah, yep. But that was, uh, so that was Hoss going wild and hulking out and turning into the monster that he is. And he lays waste to a bunch of those men. And it's then the beautiful woman watching him. It's so pretty. Oh, yes, she was watching the whole time. She's very ill. They never say what she's dying of, tuberculosis or some shit? Do they say? Do they? She's coughing. coughing. It must right. be a lung relief. Yeah, she's yep. got to get to dry her climbs. Feels like the writers didn't want to do the work. Nah. Of- well, there's a moment she's coughing into a hanky, and then she pulls it away, yes. and you get the feeling there must be blood in that hanky. Yeah. But I, was, I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to oh, see yeah, the flexibility. Yeah. She only has hanky. four months. 
<laughs> well, now you're getting ahead of the story because yep, they Sorry. take her back to the to the ranch house, oh. and the doctor shows up. <gasps> Doc, I forget the name of the doctor, but I looked him up because I thought, oh, doctor on Bonanza, that guy's going to get some work. Does like Doc on Little House on the Prairie was yeah, a right. recurring character. Does he come back again yeah. and again? Well, that actor did return six times to Bonanza, but never again as the doctor. Whoa. That is a thing that happens on That's Bonanza. That's funny. Oh, he lost his license, huh? Yeah. That's He's, funny. I love it. They never thought people were going to be bothered by it. Nobody was ever going to say, hey, that preacher was a doctor four years ago. They yeah. don't care. Bring him back. He was good. Yeah. I love it. There, that surely no one in 58 years will be talking about this, <laughs> documenting no the one will ever notice we've well, made. Well, now, one thing I was thinking, <laughs> televisions used to be smaller in those days. And people yes. might not have really had a real chance to say, is that the same actor? That was on? Yes. Yeah, well, now, they did have the Internet Movie Database back in the 50s, I think. Oh, they it did? It was on a codex oh, or something yeah. like that. It was a oh, printout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long, and big. you could do anything. Then you could do it. You could do. You could easily become a doctor or at whatever a mailman. Or you didn't need to go to all these online schools. Yeah, that's true. That is actually true. <laughs> Many more opportunities in in the long distance past. All right. Uh, so, anyways, they bring her back. She sees a doctor. Doctor comes out, and uh, what does he say? Well, here's the thing. We get the feeling, or we understand. That she's only got four months to live. Mm-hmm. Right. But Hoss doesn't know that. No, he's mm-hmm. dumb. He's simple. He's cow simple. He's so simple. Yeah. And he goes up there and he, he he wants her to stay in the Ponderosa, but she's going to go back to San Francisco to die. Mm. And what a place to do it. What a place. And, and, uh, you can yeah. still have sexual relations even at, you know, when you're about to die. A That's a good people, point. You know, you can still have a full, a loving, connected, physical relationship in yeah. hospice. <laughs> Do you know of any hospice love stories? Well, I went to a hospice brothel one time. And I'll tell a you hospice what, brothel? it was uh, it was oh, as good shit. as I've ever. Are had. the prostitutes all in hospice? Or yes, sir. There... Oh, brother. Yes, oh, sir, and God. vice versa. Are they? And they're working for the money to leave. Well, to their, and for, for love their... of the game. Oh, okay. sure. oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, maybe they're working for their funeral because those are expensive. You're not you're kidding. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. That's a hospice nice. that's also a brothel uh-huh. and you're paying down your coffee. There's a whole chain of them. Site. Uh-huh. Whole chain of them. <laughs> oh, is that oh right? yeah, franchise, actually. Oh. Well, that's America for you there. Who had that idea? I love it. I love it. Well, and she says she he wants to go join her in San Francisco and she says, You're needed on the Ponderosa, that's for sure. They need a giant there. Oh, that's a brush off. <laughs> But I did think, it occurred to me, I thought, this episode's going to end in the two of them having sex, right? She's sure. dying. He's going to Horseshoe Canyon. Right. Going to Horseshoe Canyon. Yeah. But apparently. In one end didn't. and out the other. It's uh, taboo. You don't have to have genitals to have sex. Is that right? No. Okay. <laughs> and I wonder what San Francisco was like back then, because I'm guessing it wasn't all hippy-dippy as Well, uh, Streets of San Francisco was a show in the 50s. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they show you what it's like. Oh. It was in, set in the 50s, but. Right. Did well, I answer your question? No. Okay. Hoss says he's going to, in the spring, he wants to see her at the Horseshoe Canyon. And she says, I'll be there. Very cruel. She'll Very be dead. She'll cruel. be dead. Uh, and she knows it. And then she says, I love you, Hoss. And man, <gasps> it's the first time anybody's ever told him that oh, creature, geez. that gigantic, hideous gorgon of a beast. Does that she come they back love as a ghost? <laughs> Maybe. Ghost of Miss Penny. Ugly, dumb animal. Well, so then... He finds out she's going to die, and he storms out of the ranch house. And little Joe wants to go after him to comfort his brother, but Pa stops him. 
And he says, I've married three wives. And then he he lists them. Yeah. And little Joe's heard this before, I'm thinking. But he goes ahead and he lists all three of the wives that he very, married. Very the staircase. Yeah. And he, yeah do we know their names? Do, do you have their names? The names of his wives? Yeah. I, no, he didn't name them either. He oh. might not know. He went, he named, he said, your mama. Hoss's mama, yeah, and Adam's mama. I oh, believe that's what it was. I think that was a casting choice. Like casting was like we love these brothers, and now we have to they write. They don't look anything that. like. Yeah, that's a decent mm. theory. Yeah, I don't be, know. Could be. Either way, we all win. I think they just like you know. It's important to have that idea in your mind of Ben Cartwright physically, personally burying these women. Anyway, he says, I buried all three of these women. It's a weight you have to carry alone. He says, and he prevents little Joe from going to his brother. And then, uh, by the way, the fact that he keeps talking about it makes me think that it's not a weight that he's carrying alone. But anyway, Hoss goes off. We don't know where. And when he comes back, the the brothers are all working out there. And he comes back and he sing, He goes right up to Paul, like ready to talk, ready to talk. Ready he's to open he's really thought it Gentle through. Giant. Gentle giant. It's got something to say to his paw. His paw's a man who's, who's lost people he loves and he's going to confide to him too. And then Paul puts a shovel in his hand and says, go to work. And he does. And Paul gets a smile on his face like, darn it. I did it. I, I, I got the emotion out of my boy. Yeah. I rid him of emotion. <laughs> I prevented him from feeling his feelings. Yeah, yeah, that's that just was... how it is. That's yeah. just the oh, way. Yeah. To, that's the way to be a father. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. It, that actually it, it, gave, it gave me pause. Gave me pause. I thought it was gave you pause. Yeah, it's um. Uh, I guess that we would probably refer to that nowadays as like toxic masculinity. <laughs> what? What are you talking? No, about? no, no. Now let's be clear. Like I, when I was a young boy growing up, and I'd uh-huh. smile, my daddy put a nine volt on my tongue and make me stop smiling. Oh no. Yeah. No, oh yeah. Smiling. Did yeah. your dad play the knife game? Sure, Bumbly Peg. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh no! Yeah. On the hands, and you get you you can't scream. Look at this! <laughs> oh, oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! I did not notice that. Wow. Sure. Well, uh, speaking of new concepts, there's sort of a concept uh, going around in the zeitgeist uh, that uh, basically says that some of the old tropes of masculinity that uh, that uh, are basically preventing men from living emotionally healthy lives because they're always trying to be a certain specific kind of man. You're damn right. Are you from the future? (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I think so. Based on everything I've heard you guys say, yes. What'd you say that that was called? Toxic masculinity. Well, then that's what I believe in. I try to be (laughs) soft like a sweater and -hmm. just listen. To man. Yeah, that's you your know, role. Yes. We've got something to say. You don't listen to you it. Li- you repeat back exactly what they said, and then mm-hmm. you say their name a lot while you're saying it. Yeah. So Let's say, try it. Dalton, mm-hmm. I really like your show. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you excited about, Dalton? And then I just quietly listen over <laughs> here like a soft... Sweater. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to say really quickly yep. that I, I'm starting to feel a little sad that we've only got 427 episodes left. Yeah, I'm right? feeling the end. Okay, yeah. yeah. The, we've yeah. been we've been doing this for the contractually agreed upon amount of time. I'd be interested to see because this this mm-hmm. this ep- this whole series goes the course it like goes into the seventies, right? 1973. I'd be interested yeah. to see how I'm not super familiar with the show, so like interesting to see how the show like changes and evolves. I'm it, scared. I know, I know. <laughs> 
Because at some point they got to do a bottle episode or a clip show. Well, listen, you know, I oh, they do do some Christmas episodes, but uh, I, oh. I don't want to spoil anything for you, okay. man. But this show does not evolve. <laughs> That's the great thing about it. Now, folks, <laughs> we've got a uh, tw- uh, we've got a twi- a Twitter and an in- well, goddamn a twiter. A tw- a twiter, huh? A twiter. We're on we're on twits and twitters and Instagrams, and it's called. Well, you want to find us there? It's what do you call that little symbol at at uh, yeah at bananas pod b o n a n a s p o d at bananas pod, mm. and you can go there and. What, one thing you can do there is you can ask us questions because we're going to do bonus episodes, aren't we? We sure as hell you, me, are. Mutt, we're oh, going to do yeah. bonus episodes where we take questions from mm-hmm. people and we just answer questions for however damn long we feel like. Nice. And uh, those are going to be uh, only on Stitchers, right? <laughs> That's absolutely right. I've got all the information yeah, here. Stitcher Premium. Nice. All right. And, uh, yep. And are we going to have merch? Because I could provide us provide merch if you need it. Oh, that's a beautiful idea. Yeah. We should have. We should be selling your items. Yes. You should duplicate these items. Yes. I would buy these. Oh, <laughs> there are so many better ones. Quotes and stuff from about not touching your daughter's feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like good advice. Don't touch your daughter's feet. <laughs> could you do me up a little uh, cross stitch on a bull scroat? <laughs> oh, I would love. To. Love to. I would be. I, I. I'm not a crafter myself. I just get everything from China. <laughs> <laughs> Where people are suffering, and the ecosystem is being polluted by shoe inserts. Yeah. So the prices are good. <laughs> well, uh, anything else? Any other business? Mano, do you no. got anything you want to promote? Oh, you know, follow me online. Uh, well, how do we do it? Uh, I'm I'm at my name at Mono Agapian. Okay. And um, I listen to my podcast. I have a drag podcast. What's that? Uh, it's about um, uh, gender expression, that kind of drag. Where uh, and we we talk Holy about crap. RuPaul's Drag Race. This is wild. Yeah. What gender expression? Yeah. <laughs> I could be a drag king. I I would wear a mustaches. Oh. <laughs> a Oh, that's great. Is that crocodile bars? And I do a singing. Singing is I'd love to see is there you such as a little thing as a drag king. Yes, there is such a thing as a drag king. All and you right. would, you're basically going to do like one of those Greek guys with the fustanellas, one of those weird little oh, Greek men. Yes. Yeah, I would love that. Okay. Man, we'll do I'll it. tell you, you know a lot of interesting uh new and interesting things. Newfangled I, things. I hope I never learn them. Yeah, but, and thank you for having me on Bonanza. It's a nice reminder of a time where I would certainly be dead instantly. <laughs> well, I most most people would. You'd all go down like that nerd. Get, just get shot for being too skinny. Uh, you guys are delightful. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Mono, for being here on our very first and third episode of 431 (laughs) episodes. And that is a wonderful exciting. Mutt Taylor, you got anything you want to promote? You can check out the Journeyman's hit Firebrand Country Western album at, uh, I don't know, GoSuperEgo.com. And also visit one of my chain of hospice brothels I've recently opened up. Uh, it's going to say church's chicken outside, but that's just a front. Go to the back. Ask to you get the code for the restroom and then go in there and wait about 20 minutes. And if you don't leave, someone will come in and get you from a little secret door. Thank you. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Amy Sleverson, uh, well, you promoted your business already. I certainly did. Anything else you want to tell us where we can find you? Well, a lot of time I'm at home and I just spend time with my uh, I have a fat chihuahua and my husband and we just watch family television uh, mm-hmm. that we we have the, the we have 
a television that just all it doesn't have you know swear words and stuff. It just right. seems as good. Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh dear. Well, folks, uh, what else? What, what? That's about it. Now, tune in next time where we'll be talking about episode 104 of Bonanza, uh, season one, episode four, whose title I did not write down. But we're going we're gonna to watch it. We're going to talk about it. And uh, uh, and then we'll check out our bonus episodes. And that's about it, right? That's all we got to do. Business done. Business done. So long, folks. Sign off. Bananas for Bonanzas, brought to you by Andy Daly, with Maria Bamford and Matt Gorley. Theme song by Matt Gorley, with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Nuchikoff, and Wade Ryan. Special thanks to our gang on the ground, Josh Richmond and Shannon Locke. Bananas for Bonanzas, produced by Ryan Connor and Matt Gorley, and executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bennett. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.